0: I just don't know how this became a thing that that cogent, lucid, technical policy adults looked at each other and said, "This, this is going to be the answer.
1: Okay, it's Monday, May 15th. Welcome back for another Accelerate Daily. I'm Adam. And I'm Ramsey. Thanks, everybody, for joining us. Rather than calling out the title image, I'll just say check out the live stream or check us out on YouTube if you want to see the pictures that go along with this whole thing. We lead off every week with a selected Mid Journey or otherwise generative AI kind of thing. This one's a uh, just cool art this week. You can also follow the link in the description to uh, see the see the images. First up, Datebot. Decided to start with a slightly fluffier one, although again. Is any of it fluffy when we're talking about the consumption of certain human things by AI? Here we've got the New York Post reporting new dating app pairs users with AI chatbots designed to combat quote, ghosting.
0: So break this one down for
1: us. Uh, The quote, the best quote right here says, the idea is to cut the chit-chat so that users can immediately quote, decide whether you want to meet up for the app store description. So the idea here Although all of their screenshots have a bunch of clearly mid-journey generated images. So who knows how that part plays out. But the main idea that they seem to be pitching is that you put in your interests and your personality things and all the usual stuff you put into a dating app, and they handle the first few messages for you. I think it's interesting because it lands at that space where, as this generative AI stuff starts to work its way into all of our interfaces as a maybe entirely obscured communication layer. Uh, There are a lot of places where I don't care if an AI intercepts my communication and then makes it better on the way to the person it's trying to get to. So I'm not misunderstood, but dating is a really interesting one because eventually you got to meet face to face, right? And then you get there and go, Oh, you can't say ideas as well as I thought you could because this inter this, this intermediate translation layer was, you know, switching it. Let's make it really blunt, right? I speak German, and the person I'm talking to speaks English, and there's a bot translating them in between. We go on a date, and uh, we're just Can't not going to be able to talk. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. I mean the the way you play this out, only a few feet past its current implementation, is that it's mostly going to be large language models dating each other, for which humans show up at the last minute.
1: But it's it's an example of what I've been saying, right? Which is that layer of. In this case, I think it's easy to look at and go, of course, I want to cut out the awkward. But it forces us sort of philosophically to reckon with if the awkward is an important part of this. Because if you're really talking about, you know, dating here and not just a hookup app, in the, in the end, there's going to be a lot of face-to-face communication that has to happen with this partner. That if you're not good at, maybe this app just doesn't get used because it's trash <laughs> at creating real relationships. Okay, this one's just more raw news. Plugins for all. OpenAI rolling out ChatGPT plugins to Plus users. Uh, plugins are are wide open now, so anybody paying for yeah. ChatGPT Plus can go play with all of the plugins.
0: Where and yeah, that's that's our team. The browsing capabilities in ChatGPT are are bonkers to me, uh, both from a, a very impressed like technical perspective. But as Max Tegmark put in a recent piece of his that I think might have been in. in time or new york times if you wanted to create a laundry list of the few things you were supposed to do or not do to improve the chances that ai didn't go completely off the rails in ways that hurt everyone one of the really simple ones was whatever you do don't give it access to the internet that was one of the bare bones ones we all agreed upon like a decade ago like you know it'd be really good air gapping this thing i think open ai's
1: argument might be that the fact of it running through plugins is the air gap, but I'm not sure I buy that. Right, right, yeah. A lot of,
0: a lot of finger quotes around that one.
1: But hey, regardless yeah. of our, our, of, of, of our uh, hesitation, trepidation, whatever you want to call it, uh, it exists now. So follow the link, go check it out. Next up, no easy way out. This one is a uh, litigation update. There's a case playing out in which a a class action suit in which a bunch of uh, anonymous, not anonymous, but John Doe for legal purposes, that is their identities have not been revealed. Developers are suing GitHub, Microsoft and OpenAI uh, over a a copyright claim for using GitHub to train the copilot tool that they're using last month. Microsoft and OpenAI uh, tried to get it dismissed saying that because the stuff was freely published on GitHub, they had a right to do this. And uh, this is just an update that the uh, judge disagreed. So they're going to fight this one out with lawyers properly unless they decide to settle as, as the world tries to reckon with what we do with the data in training sets like this. Yeah. You need open source software to be available. Uh, You can pick all kinds of different licenses. They have all sorts of different stipulations. In this case, OpenAI just scraped all of GitHub is my understanding and it makes Copilot a very special tool that all the
0: developers do like. But we have to start figuring out this copyright stuff and this is how it goes. Yep. I mean, it's complicated here too because part of the whole intention of Microsoft buying GitHub and forming this partnership with OpenAI was to get to do stuff like this. Like this is Ironically enough, this is everybody going about it through the proper channels. Like, <laughs> not not to, not to make this not the deal it should be, but it, it's not like this was some fly-by-night thing. First of all, Copilot came out a year ago, and second of all, more, almost more than a year ago, second of all, like this, this was them doing it properly, and we're still here. What's interesting is
1: when Microsoft bought GitHub, a lot of the community said, oh, geez, I don't know about this. But I don't think this is what they were worried about, right? They were worried about, oh, they're going to put up paywalls. They're going to blah, blah, blah. They're going to do all the big corporate things. I don't think training an AI model that, was, that would do what Copilot's able to do with, was on their bingo card. But uh, here we are. Yeah. Mac in the chat says, looking forward to my $4 settlement payout. Oof. Yeah. <laughs> I think this one's more about making the law and the precedent so other people can go win cases. Uh, than it is an actual payout, which is the case with most class action lawsuits. I'm sorry, I'm waiting for my $25 check from Facebook for 10 years of violating my privacy. <laughs> uh, this one says, no EU for BARD. Yeah. On Ars Technica, Google BARD hits over 180 countries and territories, none are in the EU. So following Google I.O. last week, uh, Google rolled out BARD not really in the trial format that they had it in before. And conspicuously absent in terms of access is all of the EU countries because Google doesn't want to mess with the regulations that they are uh, putting in place. Tune in later in the week for an update on those regulations. It's just bananas, but we didn't have time to slate up today. But there's an example of how it's playing out already.
0: Yeah. The fact that the EUAI Act is being proposed to be extended to include open source models is going to do two things. We can't we don't know which yet. It is going to grind it to a halt, or it is going to grind Europe to a halt. The idea that you could sue either the developer on GitHub who released an open source model or GitHub or hugging face for hosting the open source model appears to me to be the most ludicrous way to go about solving this problem. So for Google and BARD to say, you know what? It's just going to be easier for us to not touch this.
1: Over the weekend, they broadened the language in the proposed EU AI Act. We checked the specifics that I flagged here. Any model made available in the EU without first passing extensive and expensive licensing would would subject companies to massive fines of the greater of 20 million euros or 4% of worldwide revenue. That's for using or hosting an open source model that doesn't match
0: their... That will... That will also apply to individual developers, though. Right. That's bonkers. Oh my god. <laughs> that is for sure bonkers, and I, it just—it strikes me as very difficult to enforce. I just don't know how this became a thing that that cogent, lucid, technical policy adults looked at each other and said, "This, this is going to be the answer." Like if you told me that this was like one of the ideas that was. Promptly crossed off the whiteboard after a 19 hour nightmare brainstorming session. Like, I'm like, okay, yeah, I could see that being the case for it, but that like this made it. This is an untenable proposal.
1: Their idea that it might be that models need to be licensed doesn't strike me as crazy. But to take such a wild swing at like, uh, okay, we're just get, like, how many solo developers in their basement? that this isn't even their real job. Are they going to slap 20? Like, this is the RIAA going after grandmas for hosting Metallica songs. Like, it's not going to work. And anybody you go after that you do this to, eh, they're just going to immediately declare bankruptcy and, like, change their username
0: and keep doing it. It, Like, (laughs) I don't know. what. You're not going to disentangle this loop from the amount of capital flowing through it. This is an, an approaching asinine approach. I'm legitimately shocked.
1: Uh, this one we teased last week, constitutional AI, uh, from Ars Technica. AI gains quote values with Anthropic's new constitutional AI chatbot approach.
0: So yeah, this is this is the the big innovation that Anthropic's really betting on. How is this their new? Because Claude has this technology cooked into it and has has for the entire time. Their their constitutional AI papers old, uh, but it's the idea that that between, between you and the model is a series of mental maneuvers and mental motions that the model goes through to determine how it should best respond to your request. And I love this approach because it separates the idea of the model's response as like an innate reflex from the idea of it there being a slower contemplative way that involves something like metacognition that the model goes about creating the end behavioral result, which is the response to you as opposed to just just pipe it out. Yeah, I think the reason I appreciate,
1: particularly the way they talk about it, is the thing that for you and I comes up pretty often in the context of, of talking to prospective customers and clients and things like that. When they want to deal with AI software, they approach it like software. And we end up saying, no, this is a governance conversation. Governance is usually a word that you use for human level things. So it makes sense that the metaphors, things like constitutions, carry forward in how we think about how these things behave which is to say we need to start back at yes there this is a technical thing and it will eventually turn into code but the first thing is what's this human readable document to understand the policies in place for how this model is able to and allowed to behave and that's going to look a lot more like a democratic constitution i don't mean it has to be democratic i just mean if you're a i know what you mean modern yeah. democracy you have a constitution type document
0: at the core that lays out your basic rights and responsibilities, et cetera, as a citizen. Yeah, I, I think this approach is compelling. I think it wouldn't surprise me if more work gets done in this direction because it involves this kind of metacognitive approach. This uh,
1: thematically linked. We'll talk about if existing constitutions already protect these sorts of things. Otherwise, this is uh, Accelerate Daily for Monday, May 15th. To everybody for joining us. We'll see you tomorrow.
0: Thanks so much.